Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. Tonight I want to talk to you about winning nighttime battles. Winning nighttime battles. Why is it that when it gets dark, the devil seems to attack us? Why is it that in the nighttime we have, uh, we have nightmares, we have panic attacks, we can't sleep, we're struggling with sleep, we can't stay asleep, we wake up and can't go back to sleep, we're troubled all through the night, we're worrying, we're fretting, we're upset, we're trying to solve problems of that day, and they're keeping us awake. And you know that rest is so important. I have a fitness coach from San Diego that, that uh, gives me workout every day, every single thing. And, and he always says that sleep is more important, and he's a world-class winner in CrossFit, okay? He says sleep is more important than exercise. He calls me Dave. I'm not his pastor. He said, Dave, you know, sleep is more important than nutrition. Sleep is more important than exercise because sleep gives you recovery, for your exercise, and will cause your nutrition to work. So it's not so much how you're doing, but it is how are you sleeping. Not so much how are you doing, but it is how are you sleeping. So I want to talk to you tonight about how to win nighttime battles, and I want to talk to you about the gift of sleep. Can you say that with me? The gift of sleep. So I'm going to give you a few scriptures, and then we're going to go to a chapter in the Bible where David shows us how to win nighttime battles. Is that all right with everybody? That sound good with everybody? You see, you know, sleep is for refreshing us. It's for revelation. It's for recovery. And also, it's for blessing. Did you know the Bible says, and I can remember it right here in this auditorium, when Dick Mills used to come, he was on our board. He was a prophet from California. He's in heaven. When Dick Mills used to come, and Dick Mills would talk about how, and he was a Hebrew scholar. He was a Greek scholar. And we talk about where the Bible says that he gives his beloved sleep. He said, he talks about in the Hebrew, he speaks to his beloved in their sleep. He speaks to his beloved in their sleep, blessings. So I want to talk to you about how to win nighttime battles with the gift of sleep. Sleep is a time of refreshing, revelation, and blessing. Next, please. On the screen, guys. Okay. Psalm 127, verse 2. It is vain. This is King James Version. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. So he giveth, you're his beloved, by the way. Beloved in the Bible is Christians, born-again people. So he gives us sleep. Sleep is a gift from God. And like I said, Dick Mills used to say this scripture in the Hebrew means he speaks to you in your sleep. He can solve your problems while you're sleeping. And so why should we stay up, you've heard it, when he doesn't sleep or slumber. Right? 
I think we have a different translation for that, don't we, guys, or do we? Next slide. Okay. All right. Maybe we don't. So let's go back. I'm going to try to work this and see if it works. Oh, my goodness, it worked. It's, it's vain for you to rise up early, to set up late, to eat the bread of sorrow. So I'm going to try the screen tonight, guys. For So he giveth his beloved sleep. The amplified ver version, if you have an amplified Bible, it says he gives blessings while you sleep. He gives blessings while you sleep. Oh, I like that. Don't you like that? That is so good. So we're just building our faith here. Proverbs 3, 21. My son, let them not escape from your sight. Talking about the word of God, Bible promises. My son, let them not escape from your sight, but keep sound and godly wisdom and discretion. And they will be life to your inner self, so the inside, and an ornament to your outer self. So, so the word of God works on the inside, and then it will manifest on the outside. The word of God will give you peace on the inside that will manifest on the outside. The word of God is an inside job. The word of God, all real change starts within. You know, real lasting change doesn't come on the outside. It comes on the inside. And they will be life to you, the Bible promises, the Word of God, to your inner man and also to your outer self. Next verse, verse 23. Then when you walk in your way securely and in confident trust, and you will not dash your foot or stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. So you won't go to bed afraid if you're meditating on the Word throughout the day. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. You will not be afraid of all the problems that happen that day or what you're worrying about the next day. You will lie down, and your sleep will be sweet. Do you all see that? Your sleep will be sweet. You won't go to bed afraid and have nightmares, toss and turn, no rest, no, can't sleep, wake up, struggling with your sleep. No, if we're meditating on the Word of God throughout the day, then what will happen? We won't go to bed afraid, you know, and we'll have sweet sleep. Sleep is a gift from God, and that's how we win nighttime battles, okay? Okay, what, what just happened, all right? So I like this, all right? Let's go back here, okay? All right, so your sleep will be sweet. Now watch this. The curse of the Lord is in and on the house of the wicked. Well, I don't want to have a wicked house. But he declares, God declares blessed. This is your house. This is your house. He declares, God declares. So why don't we agree with God? He declares blessed, your house, joyful. I'm teaching on joy on the weekends throughout December. Declared blessed, not full of strife, not full of lack and turmoil, but God declares your house is blessed, it's full of joy, favored, highly favored, with blessings are the home of the just and the consistently righteous. God doesn't want your house and my house to be full of fear, insecurity, worry, lack. He doesn't want that. It's his will that our house is blessed highly favored, that our house is full of peace, unity, harmony with his will for our life. Next slide, guys. Next slide.
Okay? Psalm 138, verse 8. The Lord will perfect that which concerns you. Oh, I like that. What's that mean? He's going to work it out. He's going to work it out. You might just want to write this down. Psalm 57, verse 2. Psalm 57, verse 2. Psalm 57, verse 2. In the Amplified, it says, in the Amplified, I love it. I was reading it before I came out here. That the Lord will perfect his purpose for you and his plan for you. That's Psalm 57, verse 2, Amplified. The Lord will perfect his purpose for you and his plan for you. Oh, I love that. The Lord will perfect that which concerns you. Thy mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the work of your own hands. That's uh, humankind. All right, I think we have that in a different translation, guys. NLT. The Lord, you don't have to worry and stay up all night about your future. The Lord will work out his plans for my life. What a great confession. Can we say that tonight? Let's all say it together on three. One, two, three. So you don't have to worry about tomorrow. You don't have to worry about the future. You don't have to stay up night worrying about next year. No, because God said he's going to perfect that which is his purpose and plan for your life. He will work it out. I love that. The Lord will work out his plans for my life. Personalize it. The Lord will work out his plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, Pastor Kim talked about the love of God casting out fear, endures forever. Don't abandon me because you made me. Oh, I like that. I like the word. Let the word talk to you tonight. Okay? So the big idea as we go into now the main text, how I respond to adversity. Do I stay up all night worrying about what I'm going through, what I'm facing, what I've gone through? How I respond to adversity shows if I'm ready for promotion. How I respond to adversity now, I talked about that this weekend, about count it all joy when you fall into different kinds of tests and trials. Uh, but tonight, I want to elaborate a little more on it. How I respond to adversity shows if I'm ready for promotion. Notice, respond, and ready. How I respond, do I stay up all night worrying, can't sleep, wake up not refreshed, not rested, no revelation, no blessing, turmoil, tired, when we get tired, when we get weary, it makes cowards of us all. When we get tired, when we get weary, it makes cowards of us all. I think that's one of the reasons the devil attacks us at night, because we've gone all day and we go to bed weary, tired, focusing many times on the wrong thing, focusing on all the things we went through that day. Instead of what Pastor Kim said tonight, cast that care on the Lord. Don't go to bed afraid. Kenneth Hagin used to say, Whatever you, the last thing you do before you go to bed will determine your sleep. Kenneth Hagin, the last thing you do before you go to bed will determine your sleep. Now, in the natural, you and I both know we're to turn all the lights off. It's to be dark, no light, all right? We know they say in the natural that you're not supposed to be on Facebook, on your iPhone or computer or an iPad or television one hour before you go to sleep. In the natural, you're not supposed to eat anything two hours before you go to bed. Now, those are natural weapons that the world tells us, but I'm talking tonight about spiritual armor that the Word tells us. So the big idea is how I respond to adversity shows if I'm ready for 
promotion. Okay? So I want to look at Psalm 4, eight verses tonight, expository teaching. Go through each verse. Psalm 3 was a psalm that you were to sing in the morning. Psalm 3 was a psalm that you were to sing in the morning. Now, some of your Bibles even reference that at the top of that chapter, to be sung with stringed instruments in the morning. Psalm 4 was to be sung in the evening before you went to bed. Psalm 3 in the morning, Psalm 4 in the evening. How you start your day and end your day has a whole lot to do with your life. So I want you to see here in Psalm 4, what David is going through is a whole lot of problems. Dysfunctional family. His son, Absalom, is trying to kill him. His son, Absalom, is chasing him down, trying to find him and kill his father, King David. The elite of the government has turned on David and are against him now, telling lies, persecution, uh, gossiping, and against him. So in the natural, David is in the midst of a whole lot of family problems, dysfunctional in his family, threats on his life, accusation, lies, persecution, pressure, and problems galore. Okay? So he's in the midst of adversity. Would you agree? Okay? So Psalm 3, they sang it in the morning, and Psalm 4, they sang this in the evening before they went to bed. So we're going to read it verse by verse. There's only eight, and then we're going to pull out lessons from it. Is that okay? Let's look together. Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness, for you have enlarged me when I was in distress. Ooh, I love that. I love that. See how you respond to adversity determines your promotion. When you're, when you're in distress and stress, how do I respond? How do I react? What do I do? That determines if I'm enlarged, that's promotion. Okay? Or if I stay right where I'm at. Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy. Another word for mercy there is favor. Have favor upon me and hear my prayer. Verse 2. O ye sons of men. Now, hang on just a second. And thank you guys for helping me with the screen because I'm going to go back and forth, okay? So drink some more coffee. Stay up with me. Hallelujah. All right, so let's go back to verse 1, can we? Back to verse 1. Hear me when I call, O God. Let's go now to verse 2. Verse 2, next place, guys, verse 2. O ye sons of men. Notice, before he talks to men, he talks to God. That's huge. So when you're dealing with a dysfunctional family, when you're dealing with your peers who are lying and they're telling all kinds of gossip, when you're in all kinds of persecution, opposition, and turmoil, the best thing to do is not go give people a piece of our mind and not to respond and retaliate with anger and rage and bitterness on Facebook. The best thing we can do before we go to men, we need to go to God. It's called godly wisdom is called the right response. Before we overact, overreact, let's go to God first and get godly wisdom. So let's go back to verse 1. Verse 1, pulling, extracting lessons. Hear me when I call. So he's praying. 
O God of my righteousness, O God of my righteousness. Now, what's he talking? He's talking to a righteous God. So what is he doing? He's looking at the character of God. The characters around him, his son, his peers, his government, his allies have turned against him. Everything that could go wrong is go wrong. His life is in danger. Everything. So what does he do? He looks to the character of a righteous God. Oh, hallelujah. When you can't see him, when you can't see his hand, trust his heart. When you can't see God's hand, trust his heart. In other words, tonight, you may not see God doing anything, but you know what? Don't be moved by that because your God is on the move, is working behind the scenes. Trust his heart. That's the kind of God he is. He's for you. Okay? So hear me when I call, oh, my God of righteousness, you have enlarged me. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Oh, that's past tense. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. What's he doing? What's he doing so he can go to bed and sleep well? He's called what we call the power of reflection. The power of reflection. He's looking in his past at a faithful God. He's looking in his past that God got him through then. God will get him through today what he's going through so he can go to bed and have sweet sleep. Well, I love that. Past tense. So you need to reflect. You go into bed at night and you're full of fear and worry panic, you can't sleep, you're thinking about family problems, financial problems, health problems, what do you do? You stop and reflect on how God delivered you a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, five years ago, how God was always there all the time, waiting patiently in line. Amen. Okay. And so then he says, have mercy on me. That's a favor of God. That's a favor of God. When you're in adversity, you know, you know what we need to do? Pull on the favor of God. And then hear my prayer. Look at that. Expectation. Praying with expectation. God, you will hear my prayer. You will hear my prayer. Somebody said, why panic? When you can pray. Why worry? When you can worship. Come on. And go to bed and sleep with sweet sleep, getting refreshment, recovery, revelation, and blessing. Sleep is a gift from God. Okay. Next verse. Verse 2. Oh, ye sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? See, they're lying about him. These are his enemies. These are those who are attacking him. These are those who are, are against him, oppressing him on social media or in the neighborhood or at work or at school. How long will you love vanity? Vanity there is the word for sin. How long will you love sin and corruption and evil? And you seek after leasing Selah. A Selah means stop and wait in the presence of God. Selah means stop and wait and think in the presence of God. You know what? The presence of God, there's no fear. In the presence of God, there's no panic. In the presence of God, there's no overreaction. Okay? So look at that. He's talking to his enemies, and he's saying, how long will you continue to do what you're doing how long will you live the life that you're living? You love sin. You love everything anti-God. You need to stop and think. Next verse, verse 3. But know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. Now, who's he talking about? Himself. What is he saying? You're touching his anointed. I'm a child of God. I'm an ambassador. 
I'm born again. I'm the apple of God's eye. I'm a peculiar people. I'm an overcomer. Who do you think you are? She's talking to himself. Who do they think they are? I'm set apart. I'm called. I'm chosen. You're anointed. You're appointed. You have an assignment. You're not a mistake. You need to know your identity, who you are in Christ. You're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. You're the beloved. Right? Marilyn Hickey, Marilyn Hickey says, when she gets up in the morning, first thing she says, she says, good morning, here is your beloved. Wow. Meditating on the love of God, what Pastor Kim talked about tonight. But know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. Now notice, notice that God set you apart for himself. What does that mean? God set you apart for fellowship. God wants to fellowship with you more than anything else. God created you for fellowship. God created you for family. God created you not because he had to, he wanted to. He, paid, he created you for himself. That's huge. If you get that revelation, that's huge. What is that fellowship? If you and I fellowship throughout the day, we won't go to bed in fear. If we fellowship two words letter F throughout the day with God through praise and worship and the word and our confession, our declarations, we won't go to bed in fear. He set you apart for himself. God wants you. God wants your fellowship. God wants to walk with you. God wants to talk to you. God wants to listen to you. The Lord will hear when I call upon him. Look at that positive confession. He's not wondering if God's going to hear him. He's saying, God will hear me. When I pray, God's going to answer. I get answers to my prayer. And I told you Sunday how to know your prayer is answered if you have joy on the inside. Nothing's going to change on the outside until you first get it on the inside. We already read that tonight. Verse 4. Am I helping anybody tonight? Verse 4. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be silent. Selah. Stop. Think in the presence of God. What he's saying here is this. Don't get angry. Don't focus on your enemies when you go to bed. How many of us have focused on somebody who hurt us during the day and we couldn't sleep at night? How many of us got offended through the day and all we could think about was that person, how they hurt us, how they injured us, want to get back with them throughout the night, and we can't receive the gift that God gave us called the gift of sleep. We're not winning the battles in the nighttime because we're focusing on our enemies all throughout the day. Hope I'm helping somebody. It's right where we all live, right where we all live. Verse 5, verse 5, offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust not in man, not in the government, not in your job, not even in your church, but put your trust in the Lord. Because he will see to it. We already read that his plan for your life will come to pass. Oh, I love that. So offer the sacrifices of righteousness. Righteousness here is a word for character. Right with God, character. What does that mean, Pastor? Offer the sacrifices of a person with character. Respond godly. Respond Christ-like. And put your trust, get your eyes off of people who let you down, get your eyes off of people who talked about you, get your eyes off of people who hurt you, who offended you. You know that's going to happen until you die, right? It's never going to stop. Jesus said, well, when they offend you, not if, but they will. It's a part of life. So what do we do? 
We put our trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. Next verse, verse 6. There will be many that say, who will show us any good? Who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance or favor upon us. Verse 7. Thou hast put gladness in my heart. Okay? Thou hast put gladness in my heart, joy, more than in the time of their corn and their wine when it increases. Now, what does that mean? People get happy when they get stuff. And David is saying, I get happy when I'm fellowshipping with you, God. What's he saying? The most important thing in life is not things. It's a relationship with God. He's saying they only get happy when they see good things happening to them, get a raise, get money, get a vacation, get a trip, get a car, get a boat, get a pool. They, they're only happy when they get stuff. And David is saying, I'm more happy when I have my fellowship with you because in your presence is fullness of joy. Praise God. Verse 8, verse 8, last verse. So all of that preceding this verse, we just pointed out, pulled out some, a few lessons, a few thoughts, okay? I will, so it's a choice, I will, an act of our will. So it's a choice. We have a choice when we go to bed. Are we going to focus on enemies? We're going to focus on others. We're going to focus on those in your family who've hurt you. Absalom's trying to kill him. We're going to focus on those next to you that are trying to hurt you. What are we going to focus on when we go to bed? What do we choose? The power of choice. He said, I will both lay me down in peace. Okay, you know what that is? Mental tranquility. What is that? Controlling your mind. I will both lay me down in peace and then what? And sleep. You're going to have to control your thoughts before you go to bed so you can receive the gift of sleep and win nighttime battles. I will, now, I pulled this off the internet, and you can get anything you want, right, off the internet. But today, it said 40% of all Americans are suffering with insomnia. 40% internet today. 40% of Americans are suffering with insomnia. So this message I'm given tonight basically means one out of two people you're meeting almost is having a problem sleeping. One out of two people are having a problem sleeping. So they're staying. You know, our television ministry outreach that we have right now, you know, all over the world, we're just now going on Minneapolis, Minnesota, St. Paul. We're, we, you look at, check out, check it out. It's on all of our videos before the service. It's on our website, this, that, and the other. Most of those times here locally in St. Louis, we're on every channel. We're on Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Do you know that's the least watched on Sunday morning, 7 a.m., least watched? Do you know the most watched is Friday night at midnight? Our biggest audience, thousands of households. We get the Nielsen Report. The best is at middle of the night. We get, we, we're on all over, and most of those times are in the middle of the night, late night, early morning. Why? Because people can't sleep. They can't sleep. Okay? And we're talking tonight about the gift of sleep from God. We're talking about what we can do in the spiritual realm so that we can win the battle of the night, the battle of the nighttime. Okay? So I will both lay me down in peace. Peace first is talking about your mind, your thought life, and then sleep. If your mind's racing, you can't sleep. 
If your mind is on the wrong thing, you can't sleep. If you're trying to solve problems, you can't sleep. If you're trying to figure it out, the Bible says don't lead into your own reasoning. You can't sleep. Okay? So once we control our thought life, then look, then you can sleep. For thou, Lord, ooh, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. Ooh, I like that. Can we have a praise break? Just, well, I feel the anointing. I feel the anointing. Lessons that we've learned. Number one, talk to God before you talk to men. Talk to God before you talk to men. Number two, reflect on past experiences. Reflect on past experiences. Wow. See, talk to God before you talk to men. You can talk to the wrong people, and they can get you worried, fearful, stressed out, distressed, wrong advice, focus on the wrong thing, negative people. So talk to God before you talk to people. Number two, reflect on past experiences. He said, you have delivered me from distress, and you did promote me into a larger place. I like it. Number three, ask for favor. Ask for favor. Number four, daily fellowship with God is priority. Remember, David said, I was made for you. You made me for you. By fellowship with him throughout the day, I won't go to bed afraid or in strife or stressed out or distressed. Daily fellowship with God is priority. Am I going too fast? We okay? Okay. Number five. Number five. Expectation of answered prayer. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 8 says, Don't worry about anything, but take it to God in prayer. Don't lean on understanding, and peace follows. So expectation of answered prayer. Number six, we see in this psalm, don't get angry and stay offended. How many of us have stayed up all night? You know, we're letting them have it while they're sleeping. Right? We're upset while they're sleeping. You know, praise God. Am I going to talk about married couples? And you're in bed, and one of your mate wakes you up in the middle of the night to talk about something, and then they go back to sleep. And you're up the rest of the night. I'm going to talk about married couples. Okay. Don't get angry and offended. That's huge. It'll rob your sleep, rob your rest. Remember, sleep is for recovery, it's for refreshment, it's for revelation, and for blessing. Remember, my fitness coach, he said, Dave, more important than you, nutrition, and I have a nutrition, macros, do all that stuff. More important than your exercise, we work out five days a week, an hour and a half each day. More important than that, he says, you got to get your sleep. I have a whoop little device on my hand that tells me how much sleep I get through the night and how much rest I need the next day I didn't get the night before to be at maximum performance. Sleep is huge. Don't brag about, I had a brother-in-law that used to always brag, well, I only need three hours of sleep a night. Well, he was a... Don't get angry and offended, okay? Number seven, put your trust in God and not, not man as the team comes. Put your trust in God and not man. And do we have any more, guys? Number eight, don't dwell on your enemies. Don't dwell... David was running from Absalom, his son. Talk about dysfunctional family, wanted to kill him. 
Don't dwell on your enemies. You dwell on your enemies, it will rob you of your sleep, which will rob you of your recovery, rest, and revelation. And God speaking to you in the nighttime answers to your problems for the next day. Don't dwell on your enemies. Do I, have, I think I got two more, don't I? Number nine, choose what you're going to think about before you go to bed. Choose what you're going to think about before you go to bed. And many of you know, some people say, look at your dream board before you go to bed. Go look at your goals before you go to bed. That when you go to bed, lying there, you're supposed to envision the ideal you. Envision the ideal you. This is, this is in the natural, but also it's spiritual. When you go to bed, think about your goals, your dreams, your purpose, your plan, who you want to be. The ideal, or that means the perfect you. Dwell on that. Dwell on the goodness of God. Dwell on the character of God. Because you choose what you're going to think about before you go to bed. The worst thing you can do is make major choices, decisions before you go to bed. Worst thing you can do. Worst thing you can do, okay? In fact, somebody said to me before church tonight, I need to talk to so-and-so, do this, the other, after church. I said, don't do it. You know, when I can go back to when we were here. I never went out to, with people after I preached on a Wednesday night because I was weary and I was tired and I didn't want to be a doofus. Are you with me? Say something I wish I hadn't said because I'm tired, okay? Choose what you're going to think about before you go to bed. Number 10, <laughs> y'all, everybody say, I still love my pastor. Okay, thank you. When you know God is for you, you can come through and out stronger. David knew that God was for him. God had called him. God had anointed him. God had placed him. When you know God is for you and what you're going through, that give it to him and cast it over on him and trust him, then you can be confident that what you're going through, you're going to come out into a large place. You're going to come out better on the other side. So give it to him. Let him stay up and you go to sleep. Okay? So a lot of times, here's what Kim and I do. We'll say this before we go to bed. He gives his beloved sweet sleep. We quote the scripture. He gives us his beloved sweet sleep. Quoting scripture about sleep before you go to bed is perfect. Yes. Amen? Amen? I'm done. If I got, if you all got something tonight on the gift of sleep. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.